have some more exciting news for you. Today at queenbeing.com, I'm going to introduce you to Colleen Brosnan. She is an amazing, compassionate empath who is also a certified life coach, and she is here to help me out. So you met Lise last week. This is Colleen. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. Let me just let her tell you about herself. Here you go. My name is Colleen Brosnan and I am a narcissistic abuse survivor as well as a narcissistic abuse recovery coach. I am a survivor of narcissistic abuse. I've been married to two narcissists. I come from a family where there are several narcissists in the family as well. I didn't really know what that meant until I had started researching. I had actually had coaching with Angie Atkinson personally and um, we had spoken over the phone over a course of quite a few weeks and um, she was able to validate for me all of the things that I kind of had going on in my own mind and what I'd learned from the internet and research and watching videos. I joined the SPAN group and after about six months I was uh, graduated to an admin. I'm happy to be an admin. It's completely voluntary by all the admins but we all do it because we, we really want people to understand what it is they're going through. We want them to know they're not crazy, that this is real and it's, you know, it's not their fault. And I'm going to cry that they will get through. They will get through it. Just stay with us and we'll get you through it. So the opportunity came up that I was offered to become a life coach with Queen Being and Angie herself. And there was no way I could say no to that kind of an opportunity. I know for myself, when I was going through all of this, with narcissistic abuse, you become so isolated that there's literally nobody that you can talk to. The people that you can talk to don't understand. I really wanted to join and, and be a part of this so that I can help survivors understand what they've been through and work with them to work towards goals that will help them to heal and thrive. If you were to sign up for a coaching session with me, you need to know that I'm not a judgmental person. I understand, I've been there myself, and really I just want to hear what you have to say and work with you to help you find your path in life, your journey of healing, and, and get you over the hump so that you can go also from survivor to thriver as the rest of us in Span have successfully been able to do. So I am I live in Canada with my son and my daughter, happily single at the time, which I think is important to know that loneliness and being alone is not the same thing. I'm alone and happy. My children are happy. My son has autism, but he is thriving more so now without a narcissist in his life. We also live with two adults that I support who have mental illness. We're very much a family setting. We enjoy going out, doing family things, celebrating birthdays, Christmases, all the holidays, and, you know, taking little vacations and day trips and all that good stuff. And basically, that's, that's my life. <laughs> I do have my one quote that I love, but I, I don't know who wrote it. But it's when the world says give up, hope whispers, try it one more time. To schedule an appointment with me, 
click the link below. Thanks for watching that. Now, if you want to stick around, the rest of the video is going to be Colleen really going into depth about her work experience, which is varied and literally goes from everyone from youth to the elderly and pretty much everyone in between, the untouchables of society in so many ways. She's an amazing person. I love her dearly. So take a look. I have experience as a human service worker, graduated years ago, and my experience is anywhere from small children, youth, adults, elderly, but my true love is adults with mental illness. I did do some volunteer work with assisting inmates with coming back into the community, with setting them up with community service hours and matching them to what best fit their interests so that they would be successful in completing their community service hours. As well, they would report to me weekly about you know, what their week had entailed and things they were doing, positive things, if they were looking for work or looking for education or whatever the case they were, they would come and speak to me about it. And then I would have to report to their probation officer of what I had learned for the week. I have worked with youth in a group home setting that were neglected, abused, or out of control based on what they had survived themselves reacting in response to their conditions. That was an interesting job, but I loved it. And they're still reaching out to me actually today. <laughs> they, you know, I'm the mom, I'm the second mom. So Mother's Day, I get random happy Mother's Day from them. They were amazing. Like I had to go to court for some. For some, it was advocating towards their parents. There were some who parents in Canada, there's nothing for the ages between 16 and 19. So it was either they had to sign them into care or take them back on as parents. Some of them were too proud to give up their rights as parents. So essentially what would happen was on their 16th birthday, they'd end up in the streets. So it was advocating for trying to keep them in a home or in our care so that we were able to guide them in life and continue education or help them find co-op work or try and keep them out of trouble essentially and on the right path of life. In the elderly community, I did a lot of the activity planning and we had a pub night for them where they would come and have a drink and dress up and socialize. But I also worked in the dementia ward as well, where some patients I would go in and they would have the same story every day. And I would have to hear it like I was hearing it for the first time every day. So it would be, I had this one lady, her husband, this is where she was stuck. Her husband had died and she had had a 15-year-old son and she was concerned about her son and her 15-year-old and what were they going to do? And I mean, she was well up in her 80s. <laughs> he was, you know, what are we going to do? Like he's passed on and like, I don't even know if he was military or what the circumstance, he just, he passed on and what were her and her son going to do now? And every day I would say, you know, you know, it's going to be okay. We're going to help you. The amazing thing about her was they would tell me she's never going to remember you. And I remember when my last day came, I had told her, you know, I'm, this is my last day. I'm leaving today. Cause I, I like to be honest with people. I like to tell them, you know, I know I've been a part of your life, but from here on out, I can visit, but I won't be working here anymore. And something with her clicked and she had said, I'll miss you which was amazing because this lady, it was every day we were attending the funeral of her husband. She was amazing. I loved them. I loved them all. There was another one who used to try and, you know, call me in and have a glass of wine with her every day. And I'd say, I can't have a glass of wine with you. I'm working, you know, but 
Like they were, they were just amazing. Seniors are amazing. Like their life experience and the things that they can share and, you know, what they bring to your life with their knowledge is just amazing. So I, I did enjoy that as well working with the seniors. With the homelessness, um, it was more about um, making sure that they had a ride to the food bank. A lot of informal counseling, listening to, you know, street life, what had gone on. There was lots of times that me and a coworker would actually walk the streets doing a clean needle program where we would provide them with clean needles because, I mean, if people are using, you can't stop them from using, but you can provide a safe way to use so that they weren't contracting, you know, viruses or anything that would be worse, you know, like kill them. So we would do that. I volunteered in the soup kitchen while I was doing that work. I would sit down and I would eat meals with them and talk to them and learn about their lives and where they'd come from. Again, another fascinating group of people. The stigma on them makes me really angry because they really are, a lot of them I think are mentally ill and just can't get the help that they need because they're in a street life and, and people are judgmental. And so they're not able to get the help that they truly need, where I think some of them could be very successful. We would even use the shelter address as their address to try and get employment for them or into education. And some of them thrived. Some of them did move on. And, you know, some were really talented artists and they went on to, you know, be successful or writers where I, I know one of the clients I support right now was in a similar situation and she's gone on to be a published author. So good things do come from these people, but society frowns on them a lot, which is unfortunate because they really are amazing. Most, the majority, they really are. They just got a hard deal and they need caring people to reach out and, and help them find their path. So after I had gone through different areas of life with different varieties of people, I had settled on um, adults with mental illness. What led me there initially was my son's diagnosed with autism. And so I had gone into this course as a way of trying to learn how to parent him and meet his needs. But as a parent with a special needs child, they don't always respond to mom like they would with another care professional. So although it's been very helpful in raising him, it's also been helpful for me too, because it allows me to work with doing what I love to do and that's helping other people. And I settled in the mental health area, which I find is fascinating, mostly to try and either help them grow and progress or even just maintain the progress at where they're at in the moment. And they're so tormented in so many ways by their thoughts and they just, you know, getting them to open up and talk about those things, their fears, the voices, the delusions, audio and visual, and just, you know, trying to make sure that they're well cared for on the right medications, you know, so that they can also succeed. I love, I love working with adults with mental illness. I really liked the crisis care just because it was always somebody new. We would take them in for a week of observation and obviously it was shift work. I couldn't do it all by ourselves for a whole week, but we would do shifts and, you know, make their meals and find out what was going on and, you know, talk to the psychiatrists and tell them what we saw and what we were able to observe and um, try and get them to a stable position in their life so that they were able to go on. Some of them were married. Some of them had children. 
some of them family members were just like, you know, take them and don't even call me. <laughs> like, I will not be visiting this week, you know, like, because they're manic and they're, you know, maybe need a med adjustment or suicidal. Some of them were suicidal. Some of them were, you know, homeless or, you know, and it was just about trying to find a better way of living for them, whether it was an apartment, helping, advocating to their boss that, you know, they were just in a crisis right now, but that they were under review and we were getting them on the right meds. Some of them ended up in the psychiatric ward where we would visit and, you know, go in and talk to them and try and make them feel safe because that's really scary going into a hospital. So they just, you know, just being there for them, letting them know that, you know, I'm here, you're not alone and, you know, we're going to get you through. So that was, that was really interesting. I liked it because it was always somebody new. It wasn't always the same person where in residential, you're going into the same people, which I also love too, because they become your family. It was nice just because there was a variety of different people coming and going and I like meeting new people. So it was, it was good for everyone all the way around, I guess. Don't forget, go to queenbeing.com slash Colleen if you'd like to schedule with her. Otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow with another video. As always, thanks so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon.